welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on all social media platforms at Girlfriends Pray. And join us for prayer every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 267-807-9601. Access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Good morning and praise the Lord, everybody. Yo, this is your boy, Pastor Corey Allen Duncan Sr. I'm privileged to be the senior pastor of the City of Hope Community Church located in the great city of Indianapolis, Indiana. My brothers and sisters, I cannot tell you how excited I am to share here on the Girlfriends Pray platform. It is always an honor, always a privilege. I am beyond humbled and excited to be able to share with you on this first Friday. Our scripture lesson from today is coming from Jeremiah, the second chapter. We're going to look at verses four and five from the New Living Translation. Jeremiah, the second chapter, verses four and five, which says, listen to the word of the Lord, people of Jacob, all you families of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? They worshiped worthless idols only to become worthless themselves. Again, listen to the word of the Lord, people of Jacob, all you families of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? They worshiped worthless idols only to become worthless themselves. Yeah, I want to share this story with you. I'll never forget. I was riding home one day with my son. We were in the car and I began to take note of the fact that he was a little more talkative than usual. Uh, I began to notice that I'm getting all of this conversation. I'm getting all of this time. I'm getting all of this attention. And I began to wonder like, wait a minute, something is off and something is wrong because he never talks this much. We never have this much dialogue and conversation as sad as it is. We never get this much. I never get this much attention walking as we ride home, right? Then all of a sudden, y'all, it began to dawn on me. I said, wait a minute. I said, son, you're doing a lot of talking. I said, yep. I said, I'm getting a whole lot of attention. He said, yep. I said, I'm, I'm getting a whole lot of conversation from you right about now. He said, yep. I said, let me guess. Your phone has died. He hung his little head and he said, Yep, you got it. My my phone died. I said, son, so so something had to die in order for me to get conversation out of you? Something had to die 
in order for me to get time, in order for me to get your attention, in order for us to have this conversation, something had to die. I said something drastic had to happen. Something of this magnitude had to take place and come to pass in order for us to connect, in order for us to dialogue, in order for us to conversate. Yeah, and, and, and I begin to think about, I begin to think about this scripture right here in Jeremiah. I begin to think about this scripture because in Jeremiah, Jeremiah was the prophet that continued to send warning to the children of God. He continued to warn the children of God of the impending danger and the things that would happen if they did not let go of these idol gods. If they did not allow these, if, if they, if they, uh, will continue to allow these idol gods to come between them and God. These idol gods had led them so far astray, had led them so far away from God, come on, that Jeremiah was sent to send a word of warning. And he says in uh, Jeremiah 2, 4, and 5, what did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me that the children of God allowed something to get in between them and God. And I want to ask you today, y'all, what have you allowed to come between you and God? What have, what have you allowed to come between you and God that has led you so far away from God? He asked them this question in Jeremiah, the second chapter, the fourth verse, fourth and fifth verse. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? Y'all, they allowed these idol gods that they started to worship. They allowed these things to come between them and their relationship with God, them and their conversation with God, them and their time and their talk time with God. And I want to ask you today, what have you allowed to come between you and your God? See, this is the thing about an idol God. <clears throat> an idol God is not a real God. That's why they call it an idol. And oftentimes when we allow idols to take the place of God, it's as if we're saying that God, your way is insufficient. Your will is insignificant. Your wisdom is irrelevant and your word is inadequate. When we allow idol God, something to take the place of God, it's like telling God, I know they call you El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, but God, simply to me, you are simply not enough, and so I'm turning to alternative sources to seek solutions for my situation. I'm turning to alternative sources to feed me and to lead me, to guide me, to guard me, and to govern me. When you allow idol gods to take the place of your God, check this out, you're headed for self-destruction because contrary to popular belief, nothing can take the place of God, right? And this is what I need y'all to understand. When I'm talking about idol gods, I'm not talking about a statue. I'm not talking about you know, a statue or, or something that, 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 that you imagine that was taking place in the Bible. No, idol gods, here it is, are those subtle things. They are those deceptive things. Watch this. Idol gods can be something good, right? 
It's anything that takes the place of God. An idol God can be something good that you allow to come between you and your God. Yeah, oftentimes, whether it's our spouses, whether it's our children, whether it's our children's schedule, I remember a point in time, y'all, we would not, Sundays were sacred. They were for church, right? Now they have all type of tournaments and games and all type of sport, sporting events and things that take the place of our worship, right? I remember back in the day, like I didn't have a choice whether or not I was going to church on Sunday. I, let me say it like this. I remember when I was a youth pastor, I was talking to a parent who was having trouble with their children, with their child, teenage child. And uh, I asked them, I said, hey, well, does he come to church? Does he come to church? Nah, I don't make him come to church. My parents made me come to church. So I said, I wasn't going to make my parents come. I said, so he doesn't come on Sunday. Does he come to our teen uh, meeting on Thursday? Nah, he don't come to teen meeting on Thursday. So now I'm thinking, so, you you know, you don't, he doesn't come to church on Sunday. He doesn't come to the teen meeting on Thursday. I said, so let me ask you this. Does he have a choice whether or not he goes to school Monday through Friday? Nah, he ain't got a choice with that now. He he got to go to school. Now, he ain't got no choice with that. So I said, he does a choice when it comes to his education. But you give him a choice when it comes to his salvation. And here we are right here having all type of problems in the office. And I just wonder why. Because he doesn't get to make a choice when it comes to his education. But you give him the freedom to choose when it comes to his salvation, right? Because y'all, we can put other things in place of God, right? We can value this, that, and the other and put it before God. And y'all, we can start to run in all type of problems, all type of issues, all type of challenges, because even God said, thou shalt have no other God before me. And I want y'all to take inventory. I want you to start to look over your life and ask yourself, what is taking the place of God? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it your job? Is it time? Is it hobby? Come on. Is it that cell phone? Ooh, y'all, look, don't get me started. You can actually look at your phone and you can track the amount of time you spent on your phone, right? And for people that say, you know, I don't have time or, you know, we don't have time to pray. I don't have time to connect with God. I don't have time, right? You can look at your phone to see how much time you spent on that phone during the week. And the reality is, if God is a priority, right, then that means we got to take the opportunity to connect with him. But he cannot be an option he has to be the main opportunity that we seize and we take advantage of on a daily ongoing basis that we cannot afford to put other things in his place that will soak up our time, that will soak up our attention, that will soak up our connection that we need with him. What's amazing about the children of Israel in this text that, that they got carried off into captivity, that Babylon came in destroyed destroyed the temple the majority of the israelites they were in exile because jeremiah sends this word of warning to tell them hey y'all gotta tighten up in this area because there was impending danger that was coming 
if they didn't do the tighten up. Y'all remember that old school song, tighten up, do the tighten up? Y'all, when it comes to our connection with God, there's some stuff we got to tighten up. When it comes to our conversation, when it comes to our time, when it comes to our attention, when it comes to how we connect with God, there are some things that we got to tighten up. I love about it. Jeremiah sent a word of warning. Well, my son, some things had to die in order for us to connect. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what age and stage you're in. I don't know what's taking place. But what I do know is God is always proactive. God always sends us a word of warning. God always sends us a message that will enable us to take heed, to put us in the best position that we need to be in so that we can live a life that's pleasing unto him. And I want to let you know, brothers and sisters, that we are to not let anything come between us and God. We are not to allow anything to interrupt our conversation and our relationship with God. We are not to put anything in that place and in that space that's been only designed for God in our life. Let us pray. Father God, we're so grateful for this day. We're so thankful for this wonderful opportunity that you have afforded each and every one of us. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to gather together in this virtual fashion to pray, to receive a devotional uh, from you, Father God, to connect with you. Father God, we are grateful for blessing us and allowing us to make the wake-up list on this morning. Lord, before we ask you for anything, we just want to thank you for everything. Thank you for the many blessings you bestowed upon us. Thank you for every mountain you brought us over, every valley you've seen us through. Thank you, Father God, for blessing us exceeding and abundantly above anything we could ask, think, or imagine. Father God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, your peace, your compassion. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness. We thank you for all that you have done and continue to do in the midst of our lives. Father God, we come right now asking you to forgive us for the sins we've committed, the flaws, faults, and shortcomings, Father God. We know that we have not dotted every I, we have not crossed every T, but we thank you, Father God, that you said in your word that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we come to you right now thanking you for your forgiving power, for your redeeming power. Father God, we honor you right now. Lord, we thank you for our devotional on today. And Lord, we surrender unto you our idols. We want to give unto you our idols, those things that we have put above you, those things, Father God, that we have put in front of you, those people, places, and things that we have allowed to take your place. Father God, nothing can compare to you. Father God, as the songwriter says, there is none like you. No one else can touch our heart like you do. We could search for all eternity long and we would find that there is none like you. Father God, forgive us for the times where we strayed away. Forgive us for the times when we were not intentional about our time with you, about our relationship with you, about our connection with you. Father God, and we just pray that you will empower us and strengthen us and enable us to come back home. Father God, we pray that you will help us to refocus, Father God, to, to make you the priority in our life. Lord, we put no one above you. 
Lord, we love you with everything that we have on the inside of us. We worship you and we adore you. Lord, we pray that you will continue to lead us and guide us and guard us and govern us. We thank you for a word of warning. Father God, we don't want something to die or something drastic to happen in order for us to, 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 to get the attention that, that you desire from us. Father God, Lord, we pray that on of our own will and of our own power, you will help us to turn to you, to look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith that you will give us a freshness, Father God, that you will begin to do a new thing within us. Help us to look unto you. And we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. It is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, miracle-working, magnificent name, Jesus Christ, we do pray. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Amen.